tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome back, After Buzzers. Today we are doing After Buzz TV's Manhattan After Show, Season 2, Episode Human Error. I'm your host, Marissa Serafini. Joining me, I have... Hey, everyone. I'm Alina Vision. Where can everyone follow you? Everyone can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Alina Vision. That's A-L-I-N-A-V-I-S-S-I-O-N. Excellent. And you can follow me on Twitter at Serafini TV. Episode Human Error. Alina, quick thoughts of this episode. What did you think? There was a lot going on in this episode. (laughs) A lot. I like how it's kind of, you know, it feels like the season is starting to wrap up. Not wrap up, but like everything's kind of coming to a head. Exactly. So I did like the episode. What did you think? I enjoyed it. There were a lot of moments of like, ooh, (laughs) oh, you know, (laughs) like all those moments where you just like, you have a genuine reaction to something. Right. And I felt like this episode definitely uh, had those moments. A lot of good moments, too. Let's get into it. A lot of creepy moments, a lot of good moments. We'll start with the creep, the creep (laughs) factor. So, Charlie Isaac's father comes to town, Eli. Yeah. Played by Brad Garrett, who is amazing. Um, What did you think of the Eli character? I knew he was no good from the start. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. How so? I mean, you could just kind of tell anyone who's has the P.O. box of, you know, Los Alamos written on the back of a matchbook, mm-hmm. asking people what's going on, yeah, you know something's up with him. Something's Something up. is up. It's so funny because I'm so used to seeing Brad Garrett in, you know, comedy. Right. And then to see him in just a very creepy character, I'm just... Me, personally, I'm not used to seeing that. So seeing him in a different, darker light, I was like, all right, Brad Garrett. He did a good job You're in it. You're scaring the crap out of me right now. <laughs> um, I, I liked Eli just to shows where Charlie comes from. Right. Um, what do you think of his reaction, or his more so interaction with Abby, trying to like, wean him his way back into Charlie's life through his wife? Yeah, he's kind of skeezy that way. I mean, it was uh, Abby who reached out to him, obviously, and wanted yes. to meet. He initially reached out to Charlie. Charlie wanted nothing to do with him. It was like, you know, go just sit on a log. Don't want anything to do with you. Um, More so go to him. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, Abby wanted to do the right the good thing and go you know meet him because i guess she had never met him before have him meet his grandson and that quickly turned into (laughs) a whole big mess and she regretted it i think yeah yeah what do we think of the whole just conversation and how eli was like you know what i charlie and i we could have a very 
potentially successful business by creating arms and selling them to our back to our own people and right. making a profit off of this. Isaac and Son, is that what you want? Isaac's and Son. Like, <laughs> like what? you had a business name and everything what set kind out of for family it. I know exactly. Um, I just think it's. It kind of shows like why he was in jail. He's not a trustworthy mm-hmm. character. Um, he's just always kind of conniving and trying to figure out ways to come up in the world. And cunning. exactly, very, very cunning. And um, I'm glad Abby saw that. She should have, from the first part, not have gone out. True. To see, like, I mean, if there's a reason why Charlie doesn't want to see him, there's it's probably a good reason, and you don't really know. And you should talk to Charlie about it before you kind of go behind his back. That is your husband. True. Yeah. But Abby did make the good point. Charlie's not really around these days. True. So Lord knows what Charlie's up to. We the audience now, but right. Abby certainly doesn't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just find it interesting how Eli. We saw such a dark story. And just the dark establishment between father and son. And just right. Abby's sad realization, like, oh, this is why Charlie <laughs> didn't want to be with him. I get it. Let me get my son out of here, too, because now I'm feeling threatened. Right. Um, I really liked that crazy uh, duality in, like, what what Abby wanted out of this per- potential good relationship from right. having... Cause her herself doesn't really have a family out there other than Charlie. Right. So I can understand why she tried to reach out and maybe have somewhat of an extended family, but no, that did not work. No, it did not work out. She found out real quick. Yeah. <laughs> so do you think this is the last of Eli Wilson, or will he make his way to the hill? I don't think he'll make his way inside the hill. I think maybe he'll stick around and try to, try to get to... Um, you know, Charlie, but I don't know. What do you think? Oh, I I think it would be really sad to just have Brad Garrett, the actor, in one the episode. One. Right. And he plays such a dark, interesting character. Like, I want to know more of his background and just him and Charlie together. Right. He, they did a great job of setting up such an interesting and intriguing character. I wanted, I just generally want to see more of him. Right. Rather just be one. I think he'll probably stick around outside the hill, obviously because he had been in jail before. He wouldn't be able to get clearance to come into Los Alamos. So I don't think. Well, (laughs) I don't think they were actually really at Los Alamos. It was outside. Yeah. No, that was, yeah, that was, I think in the Santa Fe area. He was in the county. He was in the county. Um, but yeah, I don't think we'll see him up on the hill. But he also knows the scientists are all right. gathering together, working on a, what did he call it? A, a big weapon. weapon. Mm-hmm. Big weapon. So he knows. He's he's smart enough to know what the heck's going on in the world. So, right. And he's interesting and dark enough to maybe do something about it. Right. What we don't know what it'll be, who knows. Okay, so moving on. Paul, Paul, and Crosley, and yeah. we kind of get the audience that understands what the heck has been going on between all these phone calls. Yeah, him and his Cryptic other phone Brit calls. Yeah, friend Hogarth. We got his name. Finally, <laughs> 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 I think all of us who are listening were like, "What's his what's friend's his name? name?" Hogarth. Yeah. How do you think this played out? Or were you surprised with how it all went down with Paul? I was actually really happy that he's not 
well, as we as we think right now, not a spy for the British. Yes. Yay! Because, Yay, Paul. Yeah. I was like, no, you're too <laughs> cool of a character to right. be. Exactly. And I thought it was really smart the way that they played that out mm-hmm. um, to really entrap Hogarth. He was the one who tried to recruit him. And then he comes and says, you know, now you have no country. You're not... You're not a true British person, and turns out now he's an American citizen. Paula's, I which love I was that. really happy about. Yeah, and it just shows his self solidarity, right? Because we've been asking for these past few after shows, like why is Paul still there? Right? Why is he the only Brit who's still working for the Americans? Like, where's his loyalty? And why is he doing all these cryptic things? That yeah. yeah. Now we know. Now we know because. <laughs> He's just truly loyal to the country. I was exactly. like, good Yay. on you, Paul. I like you even more. <laughs> I was excited about that. I thought that was a really cool way for them to bring that out. I think it was very smart, just uh, the power shift right? as well. Because we see Paul, he's been in positions where he doesn't really want to. You can see him just, he's okay with being the back burner kind of person. It's like, someone else can take the lead. I'm just here doing the work. Right. I, and I think he's comfortable in that. But now he's just kind of taking the leadership. Be like, I know what you're up to. Now I'm going to get you. Right. Don't mess with me. Yeah. And I like that. I liked it too. And had Helen nowhere near this. I know. So it, was like, it was on his own accord. And I thought it was... It made me realize why when um, Abby went to go tell Dara what was happening with the phone calls, Dara mm-hmm. really didn't do anything. He was just like, oh, okay. Because he was in on it, too. He knew right. what was going on. So I was like, oh, put those two together. And also, because of the episode with all the flashbacks and flash forwards, we know that six months have passed, but Paul has known for five months. Right. Bringing up on the photo that Hogarth tried tricking him into saying, this is your son, work for your son, when it's not really his, his son. son. Yeah. What a lie. I know. <laughs> I like how Paul figured that out, because he's, he's a genius. Yeah, that's why he's, he's a smart on one. Smart cookie. It was very, very smart. I liked how they clearly tied that up. Now we know where his loyalties lie. He's good. He's not a spy. Yep. All right. Anything else about Paul, other than the fact he looked pretty sexy? He's I mean, getting he's a little like, bit more dapper, yeah. I got you, <laughs> When he came into that room, hey, Paul. Mm-hmm. I got <laughs> hey, you, Hey, you, I see you. <laughs> that, no, that was, that was great. Okay, so a lot, lot happened at the field test. We finally got a field test. I know, I was so excited <laughs> when I saw that. I was like, finally, Marissa's going to see something blow up. And, and it's not happening. <laughs> Such a tease. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of tired of their teasing. Um, I did get legitimately excited. I was like, oh, I know, I know. Destination 20 seconds, we're counting <laughs> yes. down. And, nope. and no. You yeah. see the bomb fizzle out and chalk it up to human error. error. Okay, so this affects a lot of people on on the, the, the field test because a lot of people are there physically. Mm-hmm. And um, let's just talk about Charlie and Frank. So Charlie pretty much takes the blame because the test is doesn't work mm-hmm. now because they have to take all the time to figure out what went rent, rent, what went wrong with right. the bomb. They're losing just time because they think, you know, Germans are going to win. Which, simultaneously, Adolf Hitler dies. Right. And as we all know, historical accuracies and whatnot, Adolf Hitler dies in April of 1945. So we're still in April. It's still sometime, still three months before the bombs. Right. What did you think of this test bomb, how it all played out? Um, 
And you mean the test bomb, like fizzling? Yeah, I, fizzling and right. Charlie and Frank I think just coming that, to a head and realizing working together. Right, exactly. I mean, the whole Frank and Charlie situation, it was interesting to see that it was Frank all along who kind of, yeah, you know, was sabotaging the project because he had an ulterior motive that he did. to get on the committee to talk to. Target committee. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but he did a good job at playing it cool. And, you know, at the end he says, oh, I had to feed him the answer, even though at the beginning when he was first talking to Charlie, mm-hmm. he really did give him the answer. He's like, did you check the fuses? Yeah. He's like, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yellow and red. Exactly. And red. Exactly. So um, I thought it was very interesting. I, I do like seeing them work together on science things and, you know... Charlie or not Frank is back in his science clothes and mm-hmm. yeah there's a lot going on there I think it was very calculated of Frank because we know mm-hmm. he's a genius in and of himself um, but just the way he works around people to get what he wants whether right. not, it's not a direct path he has to take five steps to the left and then be like hey but I still ended up what I wanted to right what did you think of just Charlie and Frank's exchange be like imagine you were me Mm-hmm. How would you go about this? It's just their way of putting themselves in the situation. It's just coming from a way of understanding both of them right. together. What did you think of this dynamic now that everything has happened between them and they're just coming to a point where they're they're understanding each other better, I guess? Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely they're understanding each other better and the whole, like, okay, what would you do if you were me or if you were me? Um, I think they kind of have more in common than they would like to admit, and mm-hmm. I think they're kind of figuring that out. So I did like that they were able to kind of talk through their differences, but you can still tell there's that edge to both of them. Um, I don't know if they quite trust each other. No. Yeah. They, they kind of put the ball in each other's court. Be like, right. You have the answer... And you know this situation. Are you going to do the right thing? Right. Because now we know that um, Darrow has the power to put someone to give a scientist a mm-hmm. seat at the target committee, and we all know it's Charlie. And now Frank is saying, "Hey, because I helped fix your bomb, because you made a mistake, right? Which I purposely made for you. <laughs> so it made you look bad, but made me look good. Um, very smart, right? But now that Frank is like." Hey, I his his whole you know deal with Daryl like I'm gonna be honorably discharged X Y and Z, not so much blackmail but exploitation. Right. Well, he called out Darrow, too, saying yeah. like I know why I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm your Plan B. You know, <laughs> you have to have your contingency still. Yep. And so I thought that was cool that he called him out, being like I know what you've been doing this whole time. Yeah. 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 So Frank. Pretty much weaseled his way out of his mm-hmm. situation, situation, which was nice. And then he comes out with the win. And we realize he's the one that did the red and yellow hand painting. He purposely messed it up. Brilliant. Um, what did you think of Frank and Liza had a quick moment. <laughs> Them two together. There was right. a quick shot where they just look at each other. It's like, yeah, it's our problem's kind of over. So we're going to probably get back together soon. <laughs> you sound so hopeful with that. I do, I do. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's that, but also there was something in Liza's eye that was like, 
I still can't talk to you. Like right. she kind I'm of still pulled, mad, right, you. still mad, still pulling back. But we all want them, obviously, to get back, or at least I do. Endgame? <laughs> yes, Endgame. exactly. To get back together. Um, but Liza also was out with Fritz um, yes. after the whole bomb fizzle thing. And I thought that was a cool little scene between the two of them. Endearing moment. Yeah. Oh, poor Fritz. I know. Genies died. I know. And I loved how the government covered that up, or more so. Nora, Nora covered that up. Yeah. And saying, eh, it was a construction accident. Oh, so sad. I was Fritz. wondering how they were going to yeah, yeah, cover I that like, up. I was kind of upset the fact that covered up so fast. Like, hey, this happened. Accept it. Right. Yeah. And I always see Fritz just, in a way, just mourning, but it wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. For such a likable character, and, and like he was in love with Jeannie. He, that was actually a sure type of romance. Right. And nope, it's over. She's dead. She's gone. He's finding solace within Liza. Yeah. Very sweet. Mm-hmm. What do we think of Liza's conversation? Be like, hey, everything that we're doing right now, this test is, is going to affect right. so many people. What do you think of Liza during this? I mean, I love the fact that she's doing the test. I love the fact that she brought up that point to Fritz. Like, hey, snap out of it. Like, yes, you know, I'm really sorry your wife, you know, passed away. Mm-hmm. But this is, like, because he said, what does it even matter? She was like, it matters. It matters. Like, you know, people are going to be affected by this in a huge way. And I think that it kind of got to him. I think it got kind of got to him, even though he was like, you know, just test on me. <laughs> Right. I have nothing else going in my yeah. life. Yeah. Might as well put more radioactive material exactly. in me. Exactly. Exactly. Aw, that was really sad. I know. Um, but I did like how Liza, you know, put it into perspective for right. him. Granted, he's mourning. He's not thinking straight. But also, just like, Genion would understand this. Right. So, I hope you understand this. So, even though he's been part of the whole bomb testing phase, and he didn't even want to see the bomb test. No. Like, I, I, I'd be first in line to you would have a front row seat, Marissa. I'd be the one like right next to the bomb. Yeah, like, exactly. Are you going? There you go. <laughs> After I value my life. Okay, so we get a little bit of mix in Nora. That's kind of it's. I mean, we saw a lot of mix last episode, right? And just that they build up the whole dramatic uh, play that maybe he'll be. He'll find out. But what do you think of makes Nora, like, now sleeping together and makes now finding out there's another Soviet spy on the hill? Exactly. There's another Soviet spy. She's codenaming him, what, uh, Perseus? Perseus. Yeah. Greek god. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very, very interesting. I was like, ooh, who is the new spy? <laughs> and, and do you, okay, so do you think... Nora was really lying that Perseus is codenamed for this new spy, or do you really think it was code for me? And she was figure, just lying. I couldn't figure it out. I, I there's a part of me that thinks, okay, it was just Meeks because she said in her notes that she was taken of him that he's mm-hmm. immature, just distrustful of authority, politically uninformed, and believes he's more intelligent than he is, which makes him susceptible to firing. Yes. Right off the bat. Meeks. Yeah. <laughs> Meeks, That's totally. Meeks to a T. Right. But then I started thinking, okay, what if it is somebody else? Who would this description fit? I don't no know. No one that we know. No. Except for, I mean, because we know there's another hill, or another spy on the hill. Right. But we don't know much about 
nor his father. Right. But would she really call her father Perseus just as no. code saying? I don't think so. Saying her father is immature and doesn't understand that? It doesn't make sense. So at this moment, I think Nora was, was actually really lying. Yeah, like I think she was it. too. Yeah. She's covered up so many things. It wouldn't make sense. She was trying so that to cover up so she wouldn't get in trouble. Right. They exactly. just slept together. Yeah. I mean, come no, on. No, that's not you. No. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. You're awesome. Yeah. We had a great night together. Exactly. It was awkward. Yeah, it was it, very it was awkward. so weird. What do you think of Meeks, you know, just waking up? I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I was surprised because she's told him over and over again, like, we can't be together. We can't be seen together. It gets complicated. Right. And here comes nope. Meeks crawling in. Getting, <laughs> getting involved. Yep. Which, every time you get involved in that way, it just makes things more messy. Yep. Okay. Anything else? acceptable to flattery oh snap I put in my notes <laughs> um, I well, I mean they they answered a lot of questions and we uh, uh, obviously at the end we find out the whole field test do you think there's going to be another field test that's actually successful now that Hank, uh, Hank Frank is now you know purposely not sabotaging it I do I think there's going to be another field test that'll go off yeah, because we do right. see the, the the shot of Charlie looking up at the tower, which we got in the very first scene of season two. Right. When they're doing the test at night, we, we see the tower mm-hmm. that they have the bomb. And oh, you mean so. like you think that the actual gadget, are you talking about that or the field or test like, that they did? The construction of, right, you know, that's right. like, it looks like scaffolding, but in wood form. Right. Um, where they hoist up the bomb mm-hmm. during that whole flash, or more so flash forward, forward. scene. We will see that in the actual night field test. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know that it's it's eventually coming. I just want to see is. a freaking bomb explode. <laughs> it will happen. I pro- <laughs> well, I can't promise you, can't but promise. I would hope. <laughs> we know from history it from happens history. eventually. I mean, and and I think that's the fun thing of the show. It's like we, the audience, already know the outcome. Right. But it's the whole journey of how we get there where they can have that creative freedom. It's just fun to watch. Right. I like that it's 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 that, and also it gives us different perspectives too, as to like what was going on at that time, mm-hmm. how the scientists felt about it, all of that. How the spice felt, felt being right. behind enemy lines. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, I really enjoyed it, and just like how actually p- politically how people were towards each other, and right. how you know just the bureaucratic system of how they actually executed like bomb tests. This failed, so we're going to do this test. You know, all the scientific fails and whatnot. Um, it's actually really fun to watch. Yeah, it is. The only one thing is, I wish that they would have actually been able to film down by where the Trinity test site was yeah. in southern New Mexico at the White Sands Missile Range because it is an absolutely beautiful scenery, and it's completely different than kind of where they're filming now. But eh, you know, mm-hmm. I it think is that's what also it is. probably why they didn't film there because. It's changed so drastically that they would have to do just production-wise and post-production-wise. Right. They would have to do a lot of just changing to make it look like the original place. So why not currently use a place that looks more so like the time that they're reflecting? Actually, the White Sands, it's like a huge national park, white dunes for forever. Really? Yeah, there's nothing out there. Cool. <laughs> so, they, I mean, they could. I don't know. Maybe the permits to get it was 
difficult. I don't know. But um, it is it is far. It's far from where they're filming right now. Okay. So that could possibly be it. It's probably, but, yeah, production yeah, practicality. Yeah, production. Exactly. Um, fun episode. Yeah. What do you think will happen in the future? So let's get to predictions. Okay. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Go for it. Oh, goodness. Um, I think that they will do the test by the end of the season. Just the test? Yeah, I think just the test. I don't know. Well, that is is the test. I mean, mean, the Trinity test, like the actual, the gadget. The gadget. Right, not just these little tests that they're doing. Failed tests. Um, I think that... Something has to go wrong with Frank because we saw, obviously, that um, in the first episode that he's not allowed on the test site. Right. So I think that um, Charlie is going to be on the committee mm-hmm. and not and say that he does not want it to be tested on an island that is uninhabited. He wants it tested in the war, mm-hmm. and Frank is going to go berserk. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I think to add to that, I uh-huh. think. There might be a scene where Charlie's talking to the target committee, and maybe Frank just barges in and be like, hey, yo, don't listen to Charlie, listen to me. And oh. they there's this whole fight ensues. Frank goes crazy, and they're like, stop Frank. He's doing all these wrong things. Throw right. him in the brink, blah, blah, blah. I think that would be actually be fun. And then somehow maybe, because he's now honorably discharged or right. we're led to believe he's going to be honorably discharged mm-hmm. so like nothing's really tying him other than his genius factor to him that's why he keep him around um yeah so something legally has to happen to frank to him to get kicked, kicked off, off. <laughs> yeah exactly uh, okay. i think that's what i think that's what it's gonna be because charlie just seems so like it's kind of part of his ego. Like, he works so hard on this bomb, he wants it used in war. Mm-hmm. Like, he kind of wants to go down in history, I feel like. It. Yeah. With that, so. Okay, interesting. Oh, we didn't talk We didn't talk about Helen, but Helen has a new boo. Yeah, she does. What do you think of this theoretical physicist who coincidentally looks a lot like Paul? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right. She kind of has a type. You have a type. <laughs> I'm yeah. seeing it. She well, kind of has a type. Do you think this will play out? I don't know exactly where it's going. It's It was such a small scene tonight. Um, but we see he has political ties. Right. He has pull with the government. Mm-hmm. And he can say whatever he wants to people if it's relevant enough. Right. Do you think that will add just more drama to the mix of everything else that's going on? Maybe. I can't think of how, though. I mean... She, he was talking in terms of, I think, when the war's over and she could leave there, mm-hmm. going to work for, what was it, Exxon or Texaco? Yeah, Texaco. 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 Right. Um, and being able to have pretty much like a man's salary, not just a woman's salary, which mm-hmm. sounds pretty tempting to her, you know? Sounds pretty tempting to <laughs> Exactly, anyone. exactly. So I don't know. I don't know where he was going with that, what that ploy is, if it was just to get her off the hill afterwards, to make them a couple. Not quite right. sure. My thing is, we've seen Helen be with so many people within a season and a half. <laughs> yeah. Girl, you don't have to be in a relationship every right. single episode. 
You you can be single for a while. It's okay. <laughs> no one's gonna judge you. Exactly. Um, I think the only reason why they bring him into it is if they give him a bigger story. Right. Because the only interesting thing of this potential new boo is uh, political ties to whoever could be potentially important. Now that Adolf Hitler is dead, how does that affect just America's view of Europe? Now, more so, Europe's not really a threat anymore. No, right. British are still allies. Who's our other big threat in the world? It's Japan. Japan, right. So I think the whole mentality of America and the bomb and how we're going to use it, we're going to definitely see that perspective shift. Right. And that will be fun to watch. Excellent. Yep. So... Alina, where can everyone follow you? Everyone can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Alina Vision. That's A-L-I-N-A-V-I-S-S-I-O-N. Great. And you can follow me on Twitter at Serafini TV. You can follow all of us here at AfterBuzz on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those fun places. iTunes, definitely leave comment, rate, and subscribe. Yep. We, uh, we love talking about this show. Let us know what you think about what's to come in the future, your theories and predictions and whatnot at AfterBuzz TV. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll see you for the next episode. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 